Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASCO annual meeting and joined by Dr. Stephen Friedland. Thanks Hello. for coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself and share what your work and your research focus on? Yeah. So I'm Steve Friedland. I'm a urologist. Uh, a little bit of sheep, you know, uh, out of place here at, at ASCO, <laughs> but it's fun to be here. Um, so I'm at Cedar sinai Medical Center as well as the Durham VA Hospital in Durham, North Carolina. Great. So you have a study here on real-world baseline characteristics and first-line treatment in patients with de novo metastatic castration-sensitive prostate cancer by disease yeah. volume. Yeah, um, it's a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> uh, for background, why did you decide to investigate this? So there's been a lot of data looking at patients with metastatic castrate-sensitive prostate cancer. When you look at clinical trials, you look at guidelines, it's pretty clear we should be giving them intensified treatment, ADT plus a novel hormonal therapy, chemo, both, something more than just ADT alone. Right. And yet when you look in the real world, practice patterns, we actually don't see that happening as nearly as often as it should. And But the data that says that is based on claims data. So one of the questions we had is by doing a chart review, we can actually get much more granular, much more detail on these patients, really get a sense as to who is getting this intensified therapy and who is not. Right. So that was really the, the background idea behind this. Great. Um, so how did you and your team go about designing the study and, and conducting it? Yeah, so we, we looked at data from the VA and we identified patients with um, metastatic castrate sensitive prostate cancer and then looked at what treatments they were receiving. Um, whether it was ADT or ADT plus a non-steroidal or ADT plus a novel hormonal therapy um, wasn't a lot of chemotherapy use that we saw. And then we did detailed chart review and understand the characteristics. And one of the things in particular that we were looking at was high volume disease versus low volume disease. Because invariably in the real world, the decisions of who to treat often are complex. I mean, there, there are higher PSAs, more bone meds, higher grade, younger, healthier patient I'm going to be more aggressive with. But if there's one kind of simple way of dividing all of that, it's high volume where we think chemo and really we should be intensifying versus low volume where the data are certainly strong, but people may not be as aware of that data. So that's how we divided the patients, the right. high volume and low volume, and then saw what treatments they were receiving. All right. And um, what were the results that you found? So what we found is a little bit disappointing. I don't think it's specific to the VA. Again, it's been seen lots outside the VA. But the rate of treatment intensification was relatively modest, and though it was slightly higher in those that had a high volume disease, as you would hope and expect, even in that subset, it was still relatively low. So I think the take home is we still got a lot of work to do to educating physicians, understanding what are the barriers. It's, it's the VA, so it's, it's equal access. Um, cost of the drugs are really not a barrier as they would be out in Medicare or the real world or private insurance different situations. So we can kind of semi-eliminate that one, and yet we're still seeing underutilization. Right. So we really need to now, the next step, is start to say why and how do we fix this. Are there any ways as of now that this knowledge can be used to affect treatment selection, or is it kind of still in, in progress? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the treatment sucks. There's a lot of different options, but our, our goal is, look, you should be doing right. something. Right, right. You know, I, it doesn't matter to me as much whether you're doing doublet or triplet that we talk about or which drug is going to be part of your doublet. Just do something. Right. You know, and yet we're not seeing that happening. And it's not for every patient. Every now and then you have the really old, frail patient, slow-moving tumor, 
but to the point where I want to do something, but I don't need to be super aggressive. So it's always carve outs where it's, it's not going to be a hundred percent, but when you were consistently seeing 50% or lower, that's way too low. Right. So it's really understanding and talking to physicians and really educating, making sure they're aware of the guidelines. Um, you know, physicians are busy. They treat a lot of different tumors often aren't always aware of the latest, greatest advances. So make sure that they're aware, make sure the logistical barriers of actually writing for these agents, which are not, hey, I have some, you know, off my shelf here, let me give you some pills, get you started, go down to your local, you know, CVS pharmacy, pick this up, need specialty pharmacy, prior authorizations. So it's, there's some logistical barriers, there's some knowledge barriers, maybe the patients aren't as aware of things. So I think we, we have our work cut out for us, right. but, you know, we, we know some of the challenges, and uh, now we just got to, as a community, get together and do this. Definitely. Um, do you have any next steps for the study or any future directions for analysis? Yes. I mean, one of the next steps that we're looking at is actually the, the outcomes of the patients. So we know from the clinical trial that these novel hormonal therapies certainly have dramatic impact. So that's one of the questions is, do we see that in the real world? So that would be a next step. And then, again, you know, the challenge is... Even in a chart review, claims-based data, we're really good at identifying the what, not always the why. So it gets back to what we were just talking about. What are the barriers to doing better? And, you know, that that's a challenge that I, I'm involved with different studies, not necessarily this team and this exact study looking at, but we have been looking at some of these questions and how we can do better. Yes, great. And I think part of it is, you know, if we can show in the real world that these treatments are making a difference, again, it just it provides yet that more comfort level that yes, what you're seeing in a trial, after trial, after trial, after trial, we actually do see in the real world, which is comforting and hopefully building a stronger evidence base to justify these agents. I think it's very strong, but it could always be stronger. Um, but then getting people to actually read and, yes. and know that literature, that, that's the hard part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so one last question I'll ask you is, since the theme of vascular this year is partnering with patients, how do you strive to partner with patients through both your work and your research? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And so, you know, and that's, you know, if you look back at my own personal history, I've been very interested in the research side of medicine. And, you know, my dad was a PhD. I grew up in a lab. And I actually decided early on I wanted to be a physician because it would make me a better researcher. Right. That I was interacting with patients in the clinic talking to patients, what are their concerns, what are the barriers, um, and seeing it from their point of view. So we're trying to bring in more patient advocates into the work we do. Um, another area where we've got a lot of work to do, we need to do better, but we are starting to partner with patient advocates. But again, I think having MDs be involved in the research, the PhDs bring in tremendous wealth and skills and everything, but having that patient voice, whether it's the patient themselves, or the clinicians things, um, I think is so important to help make sure we're asking and answering the right questions. Very important, that's a great perspective. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for stopping by to talk about this today. Absolutely, no, thanks for having me. All right. <laughs>